And we're back midweek with another sidetrack episode for you. This is No Filler Podcast. My name is Travis. With me, as always, is my brother, Quentin. Q, how's it going? It's going, brother. It's good. We're, we're, we're two episodes in to the No Filler uh, experience, the journey. And uh, if you listen to episode two, that was Tycho's Dive. Uh, Tycho, uh, Mr. Scott Hansen. Uh, chill wave idm down tempo and so for the sidetrack episode we decided to explore uh, one of his influences um, a band that that uh, has influenced uh, widely considered a major influence to the idm genre as a whole um, a band called boards of canada and that song you heard in the intro was called aquarius and it was off of off of their album Music has the right to children, which is an awesome name for an album. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Anytime I think of Boards of Canada, I think, you know, weird, just kind of slightly off. Their music's kind of strange to me. That one was, was pleasant, but a lot of their stuff is just kind of dark. Really? And you, you're not listening to Boards of Canada then, dude. You know what? Let me tell you uh, why I think that. Okay. And this is probably going to age us. Uh, you remember Salad Fingers, right, Travis? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's Dude, it's funny that you say that because I, I didn't realize that, that that was a Boards of Canada song. That song is so fucking creepy, dude. It's called, uh, what was it called? Um, something about a stranger. Uh, Beware the Friendly Stranger. Ugh. And that was off of, yeah. uh, of, off of their, th- I don't know how to pronounce this, G- Gio Gotti. Giagatti and that came out in 2002 yeah 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 but yeah uh, no most of their stuff is more along the lines of hypnagogic pop as we talked about in the previous episode the more like kind of uh, nostalgia you know uh, chill wave glow fire chill wave before before that term was coined that Aquarius song was um, really down tempo the drum beat was at least yeah the drum beat yeah and the layers. Um, and when did that come out? It came out in 98. Okay. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but, you know, they, they used a lot of uh, they used a lot of tapes, tape machines, um, mm-hmm. vintage synthesizers and, and whatnot. And um, I think they were kind of the pioneers of, of IDM music where it was kind of, you know, they, they brought in those hip-hop kind of break beats, which, you know, is more down tempo. Um, so anyway, uh, you have a quote from, from a magazine, right? Yeah. So Scott Henson was, uh, interviewed, uh, for that internet publication, sound toys. We quoted from that in our full length episode and they had asked him, uh, if he, they asked him if he was a boards of Canada fan based on, uh, some of his techniques and stuff. And he said, absolutely. I'd say a little more than a fan. Uh, Boards of Canada defined a space that I felt really comfortable in as a producer. They just showed me there's a different way of going about electronic music production that doesn't involve so much of the dance or the electronic element. It's a much more organic way of recording. Um, That taught me the whole lo-fi tape vibe thing and... Uh, he says, I took my favorite parts of that and applied them in different ways. So, yeah, 
huge influence on him. So that's exactly what we were saying. So yeah, it's 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 not about it's electronic music that you that that uh, that's not for dancing to. It's, it's dance music evolved. I mean, you can dance to it if you want, but I mean, you're not going to hear you're not going to go into a into a nightclub and hear a Boards of Canada track. You know what I mean? Right. Unless maybe it's like a dance club in like Portland or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, you're definitely going to hear it at a coffee shop or something like that, like a trendy coffee shop. Or at least if I had a coffee shop, that's what I'd be playing. You'd be blasting Boards of Canada? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I've got another quote from from um, Ear Milk, which I think I think we referenced this same article in the last episode. But he says that... Um, that when he first started producing music, he was trying to emulate DJ Buchan doing drum and bass stuff in the late nineties. So I've never heard of this guy before, but that's where his drum and bass influence came from. And then he says he got into boards of Canada and used them as a jumping off point. So he was influenced by drum and bass, probably down tempo as well. And then what I just said, um, and what you just said, Boards of Canada was like his, it seems like it was his major influence as far as like how to approach electronic music. So the sidetrack for today is a track off of the same album, Music Has the Right to Children. It's called Bakima. And before we play it, I wanted to play just a quick clip from a Tycho song off of his first uh, studio album, Past His Prologue called Sunrise Projector because I just really wanted to underscore like how much of an influence Boards of Canada was on Scott Hansen when he was when he was doing early Tycho stuff. You can really, really hear it um, and uh, I think it helps if you can kind of hear uh, one of his earlier tracks. So let's play uh, that quick clip from Sunrise Projector and then we'll play the sidetrack. So that was a tiny clip from Sunrise Projector. But you heard, you know, that kind of his, what has become known as sort of the signature Tycho sound. But, you know, really that, that sound, uh, Boards of Canada kind of kind of made that sound uh, much earlier. You know what I mean? But, um, and then you heard sort of the, um, the clip that he, that the sample that he pulled in of that, of that, that female voice. Um, you're not going to hear that on Bakima, but but you can hear that on some other tracks. On on music has the right to children. They they bring in a lot of samples from from audio, you know, vocal tracks and whatnot. But let's let's listen to Bakima now, and I think you're going to really hear the the similarities.
All right, so that was it. Um, Very repetitive. Repetitive, yeah, sure. But, I mean, to go back to the idea of what IDM is, there wasn't even a drum beat on that entire track. You know what I mean? No. So, um, and it's funny that it's it's called IDM Intelligent Dance Music, but part of the whole point of IDM is that you don't, you're typically not going to dance to it, you know? Um, right. But you can really hear the similarities between that song and the Tycho track. Big um, time. Big time. It's like that wobbly kind of, you know? Well, like, the way, the, yeah, the way that, that uh, he kind of, what's the term I'm looking for, man? The way that they uh, they put, this is where we need a, like a, a music producer on this pod to say the term, but, but yeah. Uh, the way that they kind of put those three uh, notes yeah. together. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but you heard it. Yeah. So if you were to sit somebody down and play them a Boards of Canada track, followed by a Tycho track, they'd probably think it was the same artist. You know what I mean? They wouldn't immediately think, well, I'm definitely listening to two different artists here. You know what I mean? Because the similarities are so... Let's let's just... Let's make sure that we that we say Tycho's early work... So it's really Tycho's early stuff that sounds where you can hear the big time influence. And then he sort of took took that sound and made it his own. But Yeah, he started to evolve in, as an artist. Yeah, but I mean, you can you can certainly hear the, the influence on his early work. And like we mentioned in the previous episode, in the full length Tycho episode, um, it's not just him anymore. He's, you know, he's got two other dudes yeah, in it sure. that are influencing the sound. Yeah, definitely. But um but yeah, it's it's kind of we touched on this in the Tycho episode, uh, the term hypnagogic pop. Uh you know, where it kind of music that kind of touches on cultural memory and nostalgia. Like Boards of Canada definitely did that. So much so that like there's this quote that I found that's really funny from um from one of the two members of Boards of Canada, which we haven't even mentioned yet, so let's say that. It's uh two Scottish electronic musicians by the name of Michael Sanderson and Marcus Owen. And uh, Marcus, or I'm sorry, Michael Sanderson is quoted as saying, when asked about like how they approach like nostalgia in their music, he says, when I was a fetus, I was nostalgic for when I was a sperm. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. That's really funny. It's a weird way to look at it, to think about it. I mean, that's kind of a good way to summarize there's this, there's always this like drive for like going back. You know what I mean? A lot of people have that. That's what nostalgia is all about. It's like for some reason the past always seems better than the present. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's easier than ever nowadays to go back and relive your childhood. You know, with the internet. Yeah, so that's what hypnagogic pop is all about. It kind of taps into that that sound of like the '80s. You know, analog synthesizers and and whatnot and you know a lot of idm music was heavily influenced by boards of canada and and you hear it in Tycho, and you hear it in a ton of artists but uh i think they were kind of the the, the first ones who really started to kind of uh bring in that that kind of sound you know what i mean yeah yeah it's that hypnagogic pop yeah so that's it that's that's uh that's our sidetrack for this week uh short and sweet as it should be so, next week, or I guess I should say Saturday or Sunday when we drop the next episode, 
we are going to talk about Kings of Leon's debut album, Youth and Young Manhood. And that is a great episode. So stay tuned for that one. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so yeah, that should do it for us uh, midweek here for our sidetrack episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, be sure to hop on to our website, nofillerpodcast.com. You can check out the show notes for all of our episodes uh, where you will find the show notes for the sidetrack as well. And you can stream our SoundCloud player uh, directly from our website. Uh, of course, you can always subscribe to us through any of the podcast apps that you that you use. We're on iTunes as well. And on the on the tweeters at No Filler Podcast. Did I touch it all, dude? We do we have a contact page up yet? No, but we will. Okay. We'll probably well by the time this episode airs. But yeah, you can you can use a contact form on our website if you have a suggestion for an album or a band you'd like us to talk about. Uh, but you can also shoot us an email, nofillerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, but I also wanted to mention that because this is the end of January, we're going to put our first no filler playlist on Spotify. Um, so that's going to have any track that we mentioned or referenced uh, on, on the episodes. It's going to be put on a playlist and we're going to come out with a monthly playlist. Um, so the one that, that is going to be live on, on Spotify uh, by the time you're hearing this, we'll have every track from the first episode and every track from the sidetracks as well. And starting in February, we're just going to put the pod, the, the playlist up and just add to it a, a, as the episodes release. Yeah. So you can follow us on Spotify and it's basically just a way for you to, uh, you know, if you want to listen to a song in its entirety from, from one of the songs we talk about, or, you know, a song that we play a clip of on our episodes, you can listen to the full track. If it's on Spotify, we will have it on our playlists. So yeah, we, we, we figured that would be a, a good way to, if you hear something on this podcast that you want to kind of explore a little bit deeper as far as the music, that'd be a good way to do it. Cause you can just, once you finish hearing an episode, go on Spotify and you can basically hear a playlist uh, of everything that we just talked about. So that's the idea there. Follow us on Spotify and all the other things that we mentioned. So that's it. Uh, We will release another episode here in a few days, and we're just going to keep on rocking. So that's it. See y'all next time. Take care now. Bye-bye then.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 